Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work, starring your hosts, Shannon and Gail. It's good to be back. We are at episode 79. Woo! I'm just waiting for 80 because then we'll be 20 away from 100. Yeah, I know. We like Grammys. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here. We hope you make it to the end. We do. Yes. (laughs) Wait, to the end? Like to, oh, to the end so. of the episode. I think meant to like the end of like it all. I thought you were Life. considering a hundred the end, and I was like, oh, oh my god, no. Oh hell no. Thank you guys for being back for another week. Gail and I are recovering. We're oh, I'm like literally catching up on sleep from this weekend. Yeah, but other than that, thriving. I know we celebrated Mystery Man's birthday this past weekend. So shout out, happy birthday to you. Um, highly recommend the Colonnade Hotel. They have a rooftop pool. Um, Google it for like their hours. They have certain hours where people that can go that aren't hotel guests. Um, we got two cabanas, so we were there pretty much all afternoon Saturday. At the Coco Cabana. <laughs> yes, we started oh, off with brunch at Dylan's, which highly recommend if you guys haven't gone. Yes. It's just one of those places where like you're going to get a good meal. The drinks are fine. They're nothing fancy, but they're good. Um, They have a really cute outdoor area that has like TVs. If you have to, you know, drag your boyfriend there and he like has to watch the game. Um, But they have like a really nice indoor area, too. That's like very casual and fun. We fancy them for brunch. I feel like Dylan's is like the place in Back Bay, like near Newbury Street, that isn't super like fancy, like sit down and like it's where like a bunch of people that are like 22, 23, 24, 25 go yeah. and you can get like rowdy and no one cares. Exactly. And you might not get ID'd, but that you didn't hear that from <laughs> me. <laughs> we do not promote underage it was fun. drinking. But yeah, the colonnade, always a good time. That was like one of our like spots, I feel like before the pandemic and I'm happy mm-hmm. we went back because we haven't been since. I know it's been years. 2019, but it kind of has that like, you feel your own vacation type vibe. It's like a rooftop pool. There's cabanas, there's bottle service, etc. I will say I do have a qualm. There was a lot of bees. Um, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a lot. Maybe it was just a lot for me. But I was wondering, I'm like, what the hell are bees doing on a Up rooftop here. pool in the middle of the city? Like, I would love to understand. So if anyone who works at the Colonnade or the owner happens to be listening, I would like to investigate and figure out the bee situation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a, horn, a, a killer wasp. Did you see that bee? The big one? Um... No. You would have known it was like this big. Oh my God. No, it was actually, I was sitting there and Brandon was like, that's the biggest we ever seen, like casually. And I was like, you can't see that around me. I turn around this thing. Like I watched a documentary six years ago about the Asian large hornet that kills people. And I'm pretty sure that was it. And Why did you watch that? I don't know, but I've had nightmares ever since. And they hadn't, didn't have confirmation on whether it arrived in America or yet, but it can actually kill, like one sting can kill you. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that was it. So <laughs> I will probably not be leaving my apartment for the rest of the summer. If anyone is wondering where I am, it's probably not outdoors. <laughs> Other than that, it was fun though. It was fun. <laughs> Landed the night in the North End. Another great recommendation is Dolce Vita. Tell Franco that we sent you. He's our boy. We got a cutie outdoor table for all, you know, however many of us. And you're going to get a good meal there. It's like your family when you're there yeah maybe don't tell franco we sent you though because our friends were pretty rowdy so <laughs> it really wasn't <laughs> yeah this wasn't a good situation visit. this past visit we were definitely rowdy but what are you gonna do after day drinking i feel like there's this crucial moment where you need to ask yourself am i a day person or a night person and you can't be both like i know you can't and i i've done it before like there i can recall a few times in my life where i successfully was like i dominated the day chicago 2018 that was one of them like <laughs> We went out, we had a whole day. We went to the free, the Fremont, which is like the day club. In, it's like a brunch club and it actually turns into a nightclub during the day. Mm-hmm. We came back, an hour nap. We woke up ready to rumble, went out again at night. Like I was so proud of myself for doing both. It rarely happens. And I think that these days it's like, if it's, you're out during the day, everyone's drinking. Everyone wants to keep going. Everyone's like, let's go to dinner. Like, let's go out. I think we need to reach a point where we're like, no. We should go home. We should get pizza. We should throw on a movie and like allow ourselves to like get sleepy. Nothing good is going to happen after you've been drinking all day with 20 people. It's like the herd mentality. I know. know. I know we didn't make any plans for dinner. It was like a very last minute, you know, 
we did lose a couple soldiers so yeah um not everyone made it to dinner but the ones that did definitely were rowdy but all in all good weekend yes now we're both going away this weekend yeah you're gonna be in newport that's exciting i'm excited my home home stomping ground your home turf um Mm -hmm. yeah so abby is going to nantucket to celebrate mystery man's birthday again that's like nice you're giving him two birthday weekends oh it's like birth week i took off three days of work so we're gonna be in nantucket and then the cape and you know it was all about him this whole weekend that's very nice of you i don't know if i would do two weekends I do a weekend. I know it's tough. What do you do when you when they have a midweek? You give you do the weekend before or the weekend after. <laughs> you not both. You don't do both. No, uh, but it's nice of you to do both. It's cute because you guys are doing like a couple weekend, just you two, which yeah, is nice. Right. Yeah. So this was like the friend weekend. Now we'll have like an actual relaxing time, which I'm looking forward to because it's almost fall, which is scary. I know. My August is like so booked up to the point where like. It's almost awkward <laughs> and it's not even like, oh, like I have so many plans. Like I genuinely, I think this happens every summer. I start the summer off and I'm like, all right, I have like two plans in August. And then like, as time goes on, like things build and everything gets pushed to August. Cause that's like, oh, well June and July are kind of getting filled up. Let's, let's do something in August. And before you know it, August is like kind of scary looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Scary. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, feel like it's just like a busy month and then it's always like September before you know it. It is labor. I literally labor days in what a month. It's scary. I don't know, but you know me. I'm ready for fall, but I have an update. Okay, I bought a couch for an apartment that I don't have. Oh, wait. Do they not? De- where do they deliver it to? We'll deliver it to the address that I'm supposed to move in, but I just don't know when that is. But it was very like. I don't know. Did you ever go to Jordan's Furniture when you were little to go to the IMAX theater? Um, no, but no. I've been to Jordan's Furniture to get furniture. <laughs> Peter, have you ever been? Yeah. Do you know the theater I'm talking about? Yeah. And they have like dip in dots and they have like that water. That's the best. Thing. Yeah. Like so chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Right? Like I Why just, do they have? Wait, is it free? I think so. I don't know. Chocolate I don't remember. I haven't. Um, I don't know think so i haven't yeah nothing in life is free i'm recording the podcast hungry again so like, uh, i just want you guys to keep talking about the chocolate and dipping dots <laughs> um but i just remember i just have memories of being at jordan's and i don't remember any reason why i was there the furniture part i just remember the imax but i do remember like thinking to myself like i can't wait for the day when i have a real job with big girl money my own money and i can come back here and buy something oh and i remember also by the way they have their parking lot the lines are not white they're pink so i was like we're buying a couch here cute i know we like went to jordan's to like browse and we ended up leaving with a couch it's just how we we're both impulse people so wasn't the greatest wait are you though i feel like you're pretty good about like weighing out your decisions and like i think it's one of those things where like if i know i want it like i'll get it i'll get it but if i'm on the fence like i'm very apprehensive about like pulling so you did get it yesterday because i remember you were texting me pictures yesterday so i didn't know if it was like an in the moment thing it's so pretty though so and you know it's gonna fit yeah yeah we had measured when we toured the apartment we like took measurements and everything and obviously asked the lady what the measurements were but it's just very exciting but i'm honestly stressed i didn't realize like how stressful like this is like such first world problems so like please forgive me but like designing an apartment is like i have zero zero artistic Mm. capabilities no creativity yeah and we were gonna customize the couch so like basically the couch came with a shit ton of pillows which is great because if i had to buy those pillows on my own i probably would have had like a pumpkin here a polka dot here no there i mean i would have went to marshall's and like picked up stuff that i thought looked good and it would have came out horrendous but so the girl asked us she was like you know, you can customize the fabric of the couch. You can change the color of the couch. You can change the pillows. You can change whatever you want. And there's like three different pillows on the couch, as you saw. And we started to like design something. And after like probably 20 minutes of wasting this poor girl's time, I was like, you know what? We'll take the couch as is. Never mind. Never mind. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> like if this couch comes in, like, don't get me wrong. The, the layout of the couch is exactly what we wanted and the comfort is exactly what we wanted. But if this couch came in and my color selections were heinous, 
do you know how much I would resent myself? You would. Like so bad. Like the pillows, you could always just get more pillows though, you know. But like, I don't want to have to do that. Like if I'm right, paying right, right. for a custom service, like I want it to be perfect and right. everything that I want. So I was like, never mind. We'll just take it as is. And and that was that. Honestly, I feel like that is such an underrated thing that people don't talk about. Like interior decorating. No, it's a it's an actual art. Like it's I know. crazy because and you like you've been living in the same apartment for like years and years. So yeah. like you graduated and like decorated a place when you graduate college. Which I feel I like when broke. you when you graduate college and you're decorating your first apartment, like you're not actually decorating anything. No. What you're doing is you're you graduated and you and your like college, or at least in my situation, my college friends were like lumping up together like all right your I think parents my parents have a couch yeah. and then the other one of your friends is like um yeah like my mom has like three cups that we could use <laughs> so then before you know it you have like two plastic cups I actually had two cups that I took from the dining hall in school Stop. No, that were like these kidding. like disgusting like plastic like ridged cups I know exactly what you're talking um about. we had like a few blue plates some yellow plates like you name it and you're like we're, we'll just throw up like a like a tapestry like thing that'll <laughs> look cute like a shag rug oh. and it's all just like you're doing it for survival and no <laughs> one gives a shit because all your friends are also 22 and everyone's like wow like this is a great place <laughs> and there's like marinara sauce on the <laughs> freaking on, on couch the yep <laughs> on the on uh. the rug on the couch is marinara sauce which is fine but I think like yeah like actually moving into a place that you're like, this is a place I want to live in for years and I want to buy like new furniture. Like it actually is kind of a lot of pressure because it it's almost like people are going to walk into your house. I'm like, not to make it like scarier, but they're going to like judge you. They're going to be like, yeah, does she have good taste? Like, does she know how to put, put it together? And I think part of that is it being clean and is it like cohesive? And sometimes I see girls online and they like design these houses and it's so beautiful but like, I'm like, I wouldn't think to do this. My parents are actually like very good at interior design. It's like one of their strengths. So yeah. I've always leaned on them, but like sometimes people do this stuff and I'm like, you're so talented. It literally is a talent. It and is a talent. It's an it's art. It can be intimidating. Cause you're like, where do I start? I think that's the biggest thing. Like, what are my colors? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, what am I not going to hate in six months? And I was trying to, I was like Googling like bedroom. Well, like there, see, that's the problem. Like you have to think about the kitchen and the bedroom and the living room. Like there's so many different things that like, do I want them all to match? Right. Whatever. But I was trying to like Google, like what my vibe is. Right. Like what did like, you Google? What is my vibe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I Googled, <laughs> but I, I Googled like different themes for bedrooms. And I was like, I think I'm a mix. Like I like neutrals and I like minimalistic and like clean. Like I don't like a lot of like hardware and stuff like I like things to be sleek and but I want a couple modern pieces but and and what's the word eclectic 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 yeah I like a little eclectic but not too eclectic so I'm like what the hell am I doing yeah my parents know like all those terminologies terminologies it's like like farmhouse like modern mm -hmm. and like all that stuff contemporary like what the hell does that mean I don't yeah know. my sister's good at it too like they're like they have that whole thing down I just like I'm like decent at it. I just haven't worked at it as hard as some people have. But don't tell me that because then I'll be hitting you up is, with links. You can. They you actually didn't are. answer my one question that I asked you. What was your question? I said coffee table or ottoman. Wait, with the couch. When did you say that? When I sent the picture of the couch. Oh shit! I said you need to vote. She comes with all the pillows. Thank God, because I have no interior design <laughs> capability. This is the first time Shannon's reading my text. Oh, you bought a couch. Do you want to see? Hang on. I feel like the pics aren't doing it justice for the color. It kind of looks yellow. Uh, it's, cream. it's cream. It's cream. In case <laughs> you need to vote because we don't know. Oh, because Mr. Man and I don't agree, but I'm not entirely going to care either way. Coffee table or ottoman with a tray on top. I <sighs> Vote. I'd have to see the ottoman. Does it match the couch? Or it is could it be like any ottoman? But I'm just saying like okay. in terms of personal vibe, mm -hmm. I like a coffee table because usually an ottoman, I mean, it depends on the ottoman, right? Like right. you could get one that's like super different, but usually an ottoman, like it'll match the couch and it looks like all the same thing. I kind of like the dimension that a coffee table can bring. It can be like a right. different vibe. It could be like maybe you get like a black one and it makes it like adds that dimension or it could be like white and it could like lighten the whole vibe of it. 
Okay. And I just feel like there's more like room and you can put like coffee table books on it, which I like and candles. I would get nervous with a candle and an ottoman. I guess the right. tray is fine, but like, no, you're I don't right. know. I a just, I like, I like a coffee table. If something spills on it, it's a table. It's not like a ottoman, a ottoman where there's burn. like fabric. Yeah. That's just like a personal thing though. So yesterday I was team ottoman with the tray on top. But okay. then after talking to more people and talking to some coworkers today, um, and now you are another person voting coffee table i think i'm team coffee table. Co- team coffee table and i never thought that this would be like what my life would come to okay you thought you were like a straight ottoman girl like that was your life or just like, like that i'm deciding like what the hell do i put in front of my couch like it's like fun though it's fun that you're doing these things it's like, not fun as a libra though because i'm so indecisive and and but you know what i think i'm gonna go with the coffee table um i was afraid that you know there so we got a couch that has like a chase i know i'm babbling about my couch i'm just so excited for my i'm couch. happy for you it's exciting but, so the chase you know good for cuddles but like what about when like i'm in my mood where i don't want to be touched then like you go to the other end sit. right then what am i gonna put my feet up on i just go like lay across the other end but then i'm too close so, like don't touch me you know what you'd have room what? i'd have to see it I, sh- I feel like I should have been there for the testing experience to like, test drive it because almost, I'm trying to visualize it. And also, like, who's going to spend more time on your couch? Like, probably your friends who are going to sleep on it sometimes. That is Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what you guys <laughs> did to us. So we're going to pay you back. <laughs> I never Actually, once, no, you never did yeah, sleep no. on it. You'd always you know me. Home. I'm too high maintenance. I'm that girl that goes home at 2 a.m. just to sleep I in can't. my own bed. Like, I am the sleepover, like, you know... Michael and I both, we always say this. We <laughs> are like the king and queen of like, um, what is the word when Nomad? you? No, what is the word when you like, over like your overstay your welcome, overstay your welcome. <laughs> like <laughs> that. Like I feel like he and I are so comfortable, like going to our friends' houses, inviting ourselves over, sleeping on their couch, waking up the next day, spending the day with them, like to the point where like yeah, our friend leave. would need to be like, hey, like I'm leaving, so you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> like remember the time I slept at your place like three months, like, two months ago and mm. we spent the whole day together and you literally had to be like, okay, I'm going grocery shopping. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, she wants me to go. <laughs> Because I, I mean, was like, like I was just like hanging out, and I was like, let's get coffees next. Let's go to the water. Let's uh, let's hang out. And then I came back to your place. I was just like sitting on your bed, like on my phone, like literally <laughs> as if it was my house. And you were like, I'm I'm gonna go. You can stay if you really want. And I was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, you're you're the opposite. I think like, there's maybe one instance where I slept on your couch. Yeah, like literally one instance. It's hard when you're a contact girly. Like, if you don't have your contacts with you. That's true. You that's know? true. I do have a level of sympathy for anyone that wears contacts because so it adds a whole other dimension. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, go into someone's medicine cabinet, steal their, like, spare toothbrush, use that, like, steal their makeup wipes. You Like, you have yeah. to have. You can't just take someone's, like. When I was single, I would always pack my contact case in my going out bag in case I, I didn't go home. For yeah. whatever reason. But now that I, I have just, someone to go home to, I make a point to go home. Yeah. But like now that I'm in a relationship, it's like, why would I sleep on my friend's couch? I'm just going to go home. No, even when you were single, you wouldn't sleep on the couch. Like you were very much like. You but would, I always had it as an option. True. I always had it. Yeah. That's a good point. I think that's cute that you did that. And your socks that you always pack. <laughs> I'm going to Newport this weekend. Um, actually, I'm going like midweek because two of our best friends from college, Spencer and Francesca, um, are getting married. So fun. It's like Yay. the beginning of like the, the college couples. Like since like I've had recently like my like best friend, Nikki, she just got proposed to by um, her now fiance nick they've been dating since college like it's starting to happen like very very gradually but i feel like we're like either our friends are completely single like no significant other <laughs> like insight or they're like now starting to get engaged i'm like oh my gosh like i can't believe this is happening because we've been friends since we were like 18 like all of us and the proposals are starting to happen so they're gonna be like the first ones like in our like core group that are i'm, I'm like keep saying that i'm like someone else probably got married i'm like completely forgetting about them <laughs> but like they're the the first two that were like dating in our friend group met in college that are getting married and it's gonna be like so fun like Do you think you're gonna cry i think i'll cry i get i get emotional like during the ceremony usually and then probably during the like 
maid of honor speech or the best man speech. Yeah. I'll get a little emotional, like just little things like that. And then it's I'll be the fine. Speeches. It's the speeches that get me. It's kind of cute how they did it though, because it's obviously such a good location and they're doing it. So the wedding itself is actually on a Thursday. Cause they were kind of like, let's do the wedding Thursday. And then Friday is like this huge, like we're going on like the beach and like the boat and we're having this like whole day to celebrate and then Saturday, Sunday. So like we have like a three day weekend to like celebrate the wedding after, which I think is kind of cool. And we're like, obviously anyone that's gone out in Newport knows it's so much fun. Is it a smaller wedding? Or did they get a yacht that fits like I, I have no idea what, I, people? No, 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 no. Like it's definitely like maybe the, the like the only party. some people are going on the boat and gotcha. everyone else on the boat beach. I don't know. I actually have limited details, so I could be wrong about everything. That's how you roll, though. It is how I roll, but it's going to be so fun. Oh, I can I can wait for the wedding era to come. I feel like you're going to be the first person mm -hmm. that I'm friends with that's I don't think getting so. married. I don't know. No, I like so. Clint and Katie are going to get married. Oh, uh, before you, that's true. Yeah. I brought this dress off Revolve. It's yellow. I don't think I've ever worn yellow in my life. Um, I got the express shipping and it's not coming until tomorrow at noon. I leave for the rehearsal dinner tomorrow at like five. five. <laughs> Are you so stressed? I basically have to pick up this dress, bring it to the Did place. Did you get it delivered to Southie? Yeah. But like, I have no time to try it on. Like I've, like it's a one or done. Like if I try it on and I hate it, I, I have to wear it. Like it's, there's no going Can back. Can you bring a plan B? I don't know if I have a plan B at this apartment. Like it's literally, oh. it's going to be one of two things. I mean, they're going to look like Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which I know I'm actually going to look like her, but that vibe, or I'm going to look like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon, <laughs> not the one with, Aww. not the one with them. Honestly, either option's pretty great. Yeah. I, I had to look up, um, when you had told me, when you showed me the dress over the weekend, I had to look up that movie cover but if you google how to lose a guy in 10 days i was like oh wow she really the nailed it iconic <laughs> scene no literally when i saw oh. that's what i thought of but i was like but i could look like a pastry like it, it'll a go either pastry. way <laughs> either way you guys will see the insta pictures all oh. right will we though because you've been slacking on the gram i know i feel like i've been like had this weird resentment towards instagram lately it's something yeah. that instagram did i think it's me not them but you, do you ever go through like spurts like i feel like i'll go super like I'll go through a spurt with Instagram where I'll post like every two days or every three days, like a post. And then all of a sudden I'll go like six months without posting. Cause I just like, don't feel like dealing with it. You know me, I'm a, I'm a once a quarter, if that girly. People used to post a lot more though. I need to stop saying girl. Two, three years ago. I know I hate when people say girly. That's like another thing guys. Like, can we stop? Like, I get it. I sound, like such, a, era. I sound like such a hypocrite because I understand that there's probably things I say that are like Cringe. pop culture, cringy trends. And I hate that I do that. I'm not happy with myself, but like, it's like every freaking day, there's one, there's there's another thing. And like, we just need to stop. Like girly, really? Like we're trying to do this whole like feminism movement, but you're gonna like delegate me down to like a third grade level girly. Like, don't <laughs> call me girly. Here's for all my girlies. Whenever I read that, I think it's sarcasm. I'm like, are you being a bitch? And they're like actually being serious. I'm like, don't, don't call me that. Don't Dude. say that. Okay, but what about in my era? I'm in my, yes. Do you like, hate that? I hate it. I don't like the in my era, but what's the other one? There's another one that I'm guilty of saying, oh, the thing about me is, or one thing about me is, I'm a X, Y, Z. See, I didn't even know that was a thing, but, oh, but I'm now, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna probably hear people saying it and it's yeah, gonna piss me off. It's Michael said this the other day. He was like, it's easy how scary, how <laughs> it's scary. I can't talk. It's scary. How it's scary how easy it is for you to get like very mad about stupid things. Is that so, about you? Yes. And I was oh. like, that's so true. Like little things set me off, you know? Okay. So but, like trends. in my villain era, in my, like, I feel like we're finally over the main character thing. Like, we're, oh my God. That's been a while, huh? We're like kind of approaching the end of the main character. Like every now and then you'll find someone who just discovered the term and they're like, it's like, you know, like I'm the main character and I'm like, shut up. Mm. But the, in my blank era, who, who, who decided that? I'm in my reading era. I'm no, I'm not. I pack my book to the beach and then I take a picture and then I don't, I put it back. <laughs> I put it away. But also how do you know what era you're in? You know? Right. You can't like, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like after the fact. I feel like we keep talking about our lives as if we're we're like watching a movie, but it's like you're just living it. Like instead of talking about it, why don't you just live it? Like I'm in my like, you know, 
relationship era. Okay, well, what if you break up tomorrow? Like, shut up. Like, you're not in an any era. You're just, like, living your life, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to be a human. <laughs> Sorry. Let's do drunk dates. <laughs> All right. Are you um a Real Housewives girly? Shut up. <laughs> I literally hate you. And Sorry. actually, I'm not, but me I want either. to be. Okay, me too. I have this weird respect for Real Housewives, like, cult followers, like, who watch every single season every yeah. single version of it they know everything it's like this whole level i feel like they have an understanding that the rest of us just don't fully understand like they <laughs> they know things that we don't know um there is a time where my ex had moved to dallas temporarily and so i thought i was going to be the next real housewives of dallas so that's the only season that i ever watched did you like it kind of I feel like there's just always so much drama in that world. It is. And if there's so I much tea, like more tea than there is with like anyone else. Yeah. Including like the Kardashians. I just like, I want to get into it, but it's intimidating because there's so much of it at this point. There's like, where, you, where do you start? I know. But I, I think if I were to get into it again, I'd probably do like the New York one. I or... heard that you should start in New York. Huh? People say you should start oh, with really? New York. Yeah. Like Why? Real Housewives in New York. I, I listened to the Bitch Bible same love her she's amazing she's like very big into the real housewives yes, and she yes. always recommends and people ask she's like if you're looking to start the franchise franchise i think that was like literally the word i was looking for if you're I looking know. to start the franchise start with roni which is real housewives of new york and then oh. work your way out from there she says that's like, oh that's what she's okay so i listened to her and, I, and when she says roni i'm like what are you talking yeah, about like what's roni yeah makes real housewives sense. of okay, new york makes sense well so for the real housewife girlies that actually watch and can appreciate this or hate it, um, I guess one of the alumni, Taylor Armstrong, she was alum of Beverly Hills. She is making Bravo history by joining the Real Housewives of Orange County for season Ooh. 17. So I guess it's the first time ever, ever, ever for a Real Housewives star to switch um, series. So she was in Beverly Hills. Now she's going to Orange County. Um, but I thought this was interesting because she, so Beverly Hills started in 2010, right? And she left in 2013. Okay. And she's made like guest appearances, but I'm like, why? Like it's, it's literally almost been a decade. Why is she returning? Like just missing the attention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then they said she's returning in a friend role. Oh, so she might not be like a main main character. character. I don't know. A main character. It, it kind of reminds me of like when she, it says in a friend role. Like you know how on. Well, did you watch Selling Sunset? Yeah. Like Christine's. Who's the well? Who's in the most recent season? Christine Quinn, her British talking friend that joined this past know. season. I literally haven't watched. What's the her new name? You haven't. No. Oh my god! I, did, I haven't watched. Wait, I haven't watched TV in three months. I live with. I two offered men. you my TV. It's sitting in my I room. I said I would have taken it. Come get it. I know. Come I know. get it. I know. But you're missing out because Christine Quinn was amazing, and her new British friend was also great. But like, I'm wondering if this is going to be like equivalent to that. Like, what right. is it, a friend? I mean, I don't mm -hmm. watch the show, so I don't know how if much she air was time liked. she's going to get. I don't know. Interesting. Have you heard of her, Taylor Armstrong? <clears throat> no. Me neither. Also, I will say, like, it is kind of scary. The only, like, like, I was looking up Taylor Armstrong. It is. It can be shocking. <laughs> for sure. It's like, just, like, a little. The amount of plastic surgery. I have to put myself in their shoes. Whenever I see a celebrity that, that overdoes it, I'm like, all right. So, they're on camera all day. Like, I'm sure they just, like, get this crazy, like, we've talked about it before. It's almost like body dysmorphia, right? Yeah. Where they're, like you get something done and you feel like it's not enough. So you get more done and then you get more. And all of a sudden it's like, you can't see it. Like you think that it's not enough or that like all these girls that their lips look so ridiculous at this point. And if I were to see them, I'm like, dude, you look like what? And, and in their mind, their lips probably look small. Like I got my lips done. I honestly like don't get them done very much anymore. Like maybe once a, a year, maybe once a, every, like last time I got them done, it had been a year and a half. And really, yeah, because I remember like there was one time I got them done and I literally was like, I feel like they're not like big. 
my mom was like, they're huge. What are you talking about? But like, I couldn't see it because I was so used to getting so them done. You took like a step back because you're like, oh, wait, I, don't I just get was it. like, maybe I'm not seeing it because they're my lips. And like when you start getting work done, like I feel like you're so used to like seeing your face and right. it feels so normal that you're like, oh, they don't look big. They actually look kind of small. Like if like, do you even remember what they looked like? Before? No, that's the thing. And you get, you get used to what they look like now. So you're always like, you either think they look normal or they look small. Like even now, like they feel like not very big. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they are so huge compared to what they looked like when I was 24. But it's just like, it's a weird thing. So I could see it being a slippery slope, especially since yeah. a lot of them are offered like, like to get work done by surgeons that want to for like free. be the one that yeah. do it for free. Like I know like Heidi Montag talked about that. Um, and then also you have people in your comments being like, your nose is big or like you're like, you have wrinkles. So that kind of like further does it too. Bless you. Right. Um, I just think all those things combined can just like make someone go out of control, especially if you're like in that age of like 50, 60, where you feel like maybe you're like getting some lines and like you're maybe getting weight, et cetera. Um, I just think not getting weight sorry I literally said the wrong word <laughs> like you're getting like lines and maybe you're like you're gaining like whatever like, like lines and stuff on your Droopiness face or yeah I just something. think I could see someone just going overboard and it is sad. I know it makes it makes me sad though I'm like oh because oftentimes they looked just fine how they were I saw this TikTok the other day of this girl like who talked about like getting her hair extensions removed stopped getting her fake eyelashes done and removed her lip filler and like how much happier she was after. And everyone was commenting, being like, oh my gosh, same here, same here, same here. Like, I actually feel like it I look younger now, like with all, all that stuff. And in my head, I was like, I wonder if the trend is gonna start going in the opposite direction. Like, I feel like the BBL era is like not gone, but like definitely not as like dramatized as it was before. I feel like the big lips era is gonna start going down a little bit. And I feel like maybe people will go towards like more of a natural look as time goes on. But like, I don't know, to be honest. I don't want you to get rid of your extensions. No, I like them. I cut them though. I was gonna say, they do look a little bit shorter. A little shorter. Okay, Beyonce and Lizzo. Um, they're changing the lyrics to one of their songs together because I think a lot of people were upset and so they changed it. Yeah, for one particular word. So um, Beyonce, you know, she just released a new album for the first time in what I don't know, a decade. And in one of her songs, Heated, there were some lyrics that said, spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. Um, and so I guess, you know, in the US, when you hear spaz, like that's usually popular slang for like go crazy, but in the US, the word's like an insult. It's like an ableist insult. Wait, wait. In the UK. In mean. the UK, sorry. In the UK, it's an insult. And so there's this girl. What's her name? So the same girl called out Lizzo. So I guess Lizzo had the word spaz in her song, um, Girls, I think it's called. It's mm -hmm. like G-R-R-L-S. I don't know. Um, what's her name? Her name's Hannah Devinney. I don't know who she is, Um but she's the one who like called out Beyonce. She must be someone to get Beyonce's attention, right? Maybe that or like maybe someone people saw it and like agreed with her that like yeah. caught her attention. Like, I don't know. She said, Beyonce's commitment to storytelling musically and visually is unparalleled as is her power to have the world paying attention to the narrative struggles and nuanced lived experience of being a black woman, but that doesn't excuse her use of ableist language. And so six weeks earlier, the same girl, Hannah, called out Lizzo on Twitter for her use of the word spaz also. Um, and Lizzo took notice and later announced that she was going to change the lyrics and Beyonce is doing the same. Um, I don't think she released like the new and improved version. So I'm not really sure what the difference is going to be. But I think it's, you know, there's people on both sides of the spectrum. Like people are saying like, oh, come on. Like people are taking this out of like like yeah like they're blowing out of proportion yeah like it's not that deep like it wasn't she didn't mean for it to be an insult and then there's people on the other side that are like no like you need to be sensitive towards people that i guess it's like um cerebral palsy like when you like can't control your muscles or right i don't know exactly but um i don't know yeah i definitely think there's people on both sides of that and 
I think that honestly, I agree with you. I think in the U.S., like there's a lot of words that like are not used anymore over the past, like even five years that like people maybe you said it five years ago that they wouldn't say today because they realize like the connotation. So I think that is something that like not to make excuses, but maybe they didn't even think about that. Um, so that is very interesting. I feel like I haven't heard the word spaz though in like a very that's a long true, time. That's true. And not even because I think people think it's offensive. I just don't hear it used. Yeah. Like I feel like in middle school, maybe like kids on the playground be like, you're such a spaz. And like, yeah. that means like crazy to us in the U.S. Right. I but actually like, didn't even know like what it meant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I never really, real, like I don't use the word just because it's not in my vocabulary really, but like yeah. I never knew what the connotation was, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So, so they literally might, I mean, not to say they didn't know, but they might not have known. Like I'm not sure. Um, I think that's valid. I do think it's crazy though because they're like, there's just like, there's like an issue with everything. Yeah. And I'm not saying this person's in the wrong. Like I do think that like they took a second to educate people and like I am a big, I'm a big, I'm like largely in agreement with people who like stand up for people who like are going through things like that. And I think that like it was good that she spoke up. Like I think that's good because there were like terms that like people would use in the past. I just think like, would make people feel so shitty about themselves especially people that were dealing with um like some level of like you know mental like disabilities and things like that that things are just like so messed up so i am happy that there are people that stand up for words used like that and i also think it's good that beyonce and lizzo both responded that way just by taking the lyric out and not like fighting back not trying to like make excuses they were just like let's change it which i think is good mm -hmm. um but I do think that there's other things that happen these days where it's almost like nothing is okay. Like I keep seeing videos on my TikTok about like the clean girl aesthetic and like why it's so like bad. And it's basically saying like the clean girl aesthetic is like perpetuating like following trends and like buying clothes and getting rid of things so quickly and like contributing to like waste and like oh like environmental stuff yeah because if you think about it like the trends change so fast that you're buying something and then you're getting rid of it in a few months and it's just so much waste which i do agree with but part of me is like that's not the clean girl aesthetic that's just like pop culture like yeah. these brands like mass produce new like trends like every few months and everyone just buys them and everyone like buys new things because things come and go so fast i don't think it's like the clean girl aesthetic to blame i think it's like the celebrities and like the big conglomerates to blame like I don't know. I just think like people have something to say about everything and you go on and everything makes you feel like shit. You're like, oh, I guess I'm a bad person because I wanted to look clean. Like, <laughs> or I shop at Zara and I like, get all the trendy clothes. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, you find out Zara is a shitty company who treats their workers like shit, which is horrible. And then you're like, I don't want to support Zara anymore. But then people are like, well, you support that. And it's like, well, I didn't know. And like, now I do. So I won't do it anymore. But like, thanks for telling me. Yeah. It's like, everything is just like, people are so... Like, I almost like the fact that people are, like, trying to, like, defend and fight for people. But there's a part of me that's, like, are you also just trying to, like, call people out and, like, find, like, a stone to throw? Like, do you do everything perfectly yourself? Right. I'd love to know. You know how, like, they say most times artists don't even write the lyrics to their own songs? Yeah. Do you think someone's trying to sabotage her? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think, like, I honestly think that... Or it was just a mistake. Maybe it was a mistake. But also, like, look at the lyrics that used to be in the songs that we would listen to, like... <laughs> five to 10 years ago it was like disgusting yeah so maybe the person like, didn't think it was like bad like maybe they the didn't know in years yeah maybe they genuinely didn't know if it was written by someone else it usually will credit the songwriter hmm. so um i have some bad news for okay. you i know that you're a bridgerton fan yeah I didn't watch the second season, so I don't know how much of a fan I can be, but Ooh, I did like the first season. Fake fan. Fake fan. You're a fakey McFaker. I'm a fake McFakerson. Wow. Okay. I've never watched. I watched one episode of Bridgerton and I was like, mm, not my cup of tea. Pun intended. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so Netflix has filed a lawsuit. Um, I don't know who these people are. Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear. Are mm -hmm. they just like TikTok people or are they cast members do you know like who's abigail barlow they created the unofficial bridgerton musical right so okay american singer songwriter from alabama okay so okay she must have just been 
So they're just people from TikTok that were like very talented, right? Yeah. So I think. basically, Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear, they were probably fans of Bridgerton, just like yourself, and you know, decided that they were going to. Did the song Ocean Away sound familiar to you? I don't like, I wouldn't know the name of the songs. Okay, so it says, the musical originated as a viral TikTok in which Barlow sang an original song called Ocean Away. After racking up millions of views, Barlow teamed with Bear to write a 15-track album inspired by the Netflix series first season featuring original songs called Lady Whistledown and Burn For You. And I guess it was so good that they literally won a Grammy for- Which is crazy and so cool, like what- as much as I hate TikTok, it's a cool you can do that. That they got famous because of a TikTok. And literally yeah. win a Grammy because of it. That's so cool. Um, yeah, they won the best musical theater album earlier this year. But, like, my question is, so, if they, like, okay, so basically Netflix is suing them for... Verbatim dialogue, right? Yeah. So verbatim dialogue, character traits and expression and other elements for their own financial gain and their unauthorized musical adaptation of the series. So basically like, you know, copywriting is such a huge issue. Like we literally can't have, you know, a song in our YouTube video because it'll get taken down. Like music is very, very strict. Yes, so strict. So I'm not surprised that this is happening. And I honestly feel like like i want to hate netflix i hate netflix so bad like stop raising the prices or like i'm actually gonna decline my membership right like you're actually annoying but at the same time netflix is kind of in the right in this instance i feel i don't know so basically it's just such bullshit like okay so i'd like to know first off what the verbatim dialogue is that they stole from the show like that's interesting because no characters in the show sing so like what did they steal that was verbatim dialogue was it stuff that we just say in everyday life and they're like oh, oh well they so said there's that. no songs in the show not in the that first I, season no i mean there's there's like mu- there's music, music playing because it's like background music and there's like instrumentals i don't see anyone sing unless i'm like losing my mind and i'm forgetting <laughs> but like they like they don't sing okay so that's why i'm like what dialogue like was it like in the song, they say something like, I went to bed tonight. And like, maybe they said that in the show once. Like, is it shit like that? That's like so petty. And then they say character traits and expressions. Like, oh, they raise their eyebrows like they do in the show. Like, that's just the stupidest shit I've ever yeah. seen. It's obviously Netflix just like pissed that this duo was able to like create something so amazing. Turn down Netflix's like apparent deal to work with them where they'd get a smaller cut. And they like went out and did their own thing made it so famous that they got a Grammy and Netflix is like, all right, we don't want other people to do this shit without going through us. So we're going to make an example out of them and sue them. Like, that's what I think at least, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So the deal that you're referring to is the licensing deal, which have, it would have allowed them to continue to perform the material and distribute the albums, but they refused it. So I guess they're not only they put on a live show in Washington, D.C., and I guess they're putting on another one in London, which probably means it did really well. It says it was sold out, but like, I don't know how many people that like, I don't the Kennedy Center. I don't know how big that is, but it was sold out. And now they're going to do it again in London, but this time they're going to sell merch and like sell more albums. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like I would have to hear it or I'd want you to listen to it to see if like this is like Bridgerton full on. Yeah, I would definitely have to listen to it. I just think it's like in my mind, like someone making a spinoff and not like getting like like not going through Netflix to do it. I feel like it's almost like a fear. Like if I'm Netflix, I'm like, okay, people can use like our material, like our show and they can have their own spinoffs. And if we don't sue them and like make an example out of them, like who's to stop the next person from doing something similar. So they're going to like make an example and be like, you better, no one else better get this idea. Cause look, we're suing the crap out of them for whatever. Even if the claims are bullshit, they just want people to have that fear so that people will in the future, like sign Netflix's deal and not turn it down. And like, because obviously Netflix would have profited a ton off of the show or this musical, it sounds like, if it went through them. But then the they, people would have gotten a smaller cut, which obviously pisses me off because you should. I don't know. Wait, who's Simon? Do you know who Simon is? Simon Cowell, like from. No, in the, <laughs> it says Simon. Oh, verse. like the main. The is that main, a character? Yeah, like the main guy. Okay, this is the girl that sang it. And this is Simon's voice, verse. 
Does this remind you of it? No. Like, they're not, like, using, like, an instrumental that was in the show? No. This is part four of the song that, like, got them It doesn't sound like Simon. I mean, it's a cute song. It's probably, like, kind of talking about, like, the relationship he had and, like, how he felt. But, like, it's not definitely not a song that was in the show. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, so maybe Netflix is just being greedy. Maybe. Um, Okay, so obviously, like I said, this weekend, going to Newport. And I'm super excited because you have that feeling when you haven't seen, like, some of your friends from college in, like, years. Yeah. And you see them, and it's, like, no time has passed. Mm -hmm. And I love that feeling, so I'm so excited. But literally the other day, like, the opposite thing happened to me. So... I was already in Boston and I ran into someone, obviously not going to say their name, who I used to be friends with. And Okay, wait. You're no longer friends. Was it a fight or just a fallout? No, like we just stopped being friends. Like okay. there was, you know, the friendship for years, like very, very close, like best friends. And then, you know, there was definitely like changes in our lives and like our you know, what we did and what we were interested in. And then, and then there was like, you know, reaching out from, you know, me or kind of maybe a little bit from her. And then that kind of faded away. And then like, oh yeah, we should hang out sometime. And then that goes away. And then you kind of reach out and they're not really interested anymore. And it just like the friendship just fades and is gone. Fizzled. Yeah. So I think, and I haven't seen her in a while. I mean, I have run into her like maybe like a few times, like over the years in Boston, just like accidentally but I was leaving the gym I was like sweaty didn't expect to see her and I it was so uncomfortable I actually think that it was more uncomfortable than running into an ex-boyfriend I don't know why sometimes I think that like and I could be so wrong and people might not agree with me but I think running into an ex best friend is sometimes worse than running into an ex-boyfriend okay so I can't give an opinion because I actually just ran into my ex for the first time in Boston since we broke up and it was pretty horrible. It was pretty (laughs) terrifying. Um, It wasn't horrible. It was just, I didn't say hi. I didn't know what to do. Right. Um, But like, what do you do in that instance? But that's that's what I mean though. That's why I actually think it's worse because an ex-boyfriend, at least you know that you hate each other. You know, you're not on speaking terms. Like you don't want to see them unless like, unless you're like someone that you're still friends after the breakup or it wasn't that bad, whatever. But let's assume it's a normal ex situation. Yeah. You hate them. Someone probably cheated. Someone was probably an asshole. Like whatever it was, it's like, don't want to talk to them. And you see them and you know exactly what to do. You avoid them and you don't make eye contact and you keep freaking walking. Or you see each other and you make awkward small talk, which like, don't do that. It's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> you just like, you should have like your, you should see them coming from a mile away and you should find some reason to like take a right or a left, a sharp turn, like put your head down, Unless you're on your phone and you freeze and you walk right by them. Like, yeah. That's and could touch them if you wanted. Okay. But I've never ran into, like, I definitely have like ex best friends who some of them don't live in this state. So I'm kind of safe, but like I've never had that experience. So I don't know what's worse, but I okay. can imagine like the paralyzing fear of like, Oh my God. Like, do you act friendly? Do you not? Right. Cause you can't not do like you act like nothing's happened. Do you pretend to care about what's happening in their life? I like, just think like there's people that like, I have like ex-boyfriends I'm still on really good terms with like maybe from like years and years ago. And I would say hi and be like, Hey, how's it going? And that's fine because we've like moved on. I think I have ex-boyfriends that I hate. And I would just, again, I'd find a reason I'd pick up my phone and pretend I was talking on the phone. I pretend I was texting. I would pretend I was like FaceTiming my mom. I'd do anything to not make eye contact. And that's fine. I think, or, and then there's like, let's say a guy that you went on a date or two with that, like there was no feelings. You see them and oh, easy. You just pretend like you don't know who they are. Right. But a best but friend, best friends, like one of your best that's friends, tough. you have to say hi. Yeah. You have to. Yes. Especially if it wasn't like, a fault like, like a if fight. it wasn't like oh one of us stole the other one's boyfriends or something crazy but like you just you stop being friends like the friendship is over and you see them years later I just think it's so awkward and then you have to stop and say hi and I think the worst part is like I was like processing it afterwards because in the moment you're like oh my gosh like it's been so long and it's like do you hug what do you do and I feel like I'd run I'd run into her in the past like over the years and it was always like 
you know, kind of hard or maybe at the point we were still a little bit talking. But this time, like, it hit me because I spent so many years, like, being sad that I wasn't friends with this person anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. we were so close. It actually hit me. I was, like, not, like, when I walked away, I was, like, I don't feel sad anymore because the person I was just talking to isn't my friend. Right. Like, she's a different person now. Like, I don't know anything about her. I don't know who her boyfriend is. I don't know what apartment they're living in. I don't know that she just, you know, went to, you know, Miami for three months. Like, I don't know that. And it's, it's like a weird thing because I can't even put it into words. Like, I feel like when you have someone that you're that close with, like you and me, like we know everything about each other for the most part. And like, you know, updates in each other's lives. Right. And to like, not know like major crucial milestones. I just think it's like, it's so sad. And but then there's this part of you that's like, I don't know you anymore. So like, I can't, like, how do you be sad over something that like that person has gone? Like I almost, I miss who you were, you know, five years ago. Like, I don't miss who you are today. Cause you're not you. Like I, I almost like, it's almost like, even if we became friends today, you still wouldn't be that person. And right. like, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't either. Like I've definitely like changed over the years. And it's like, when you don't grow with someone and you reconnect years later, like you're different people. And it's almost like we wouldn't be friends if the version like, that you are today of yourself and the version I am today of myself met five years ago when we were friends, we probably wouldn't be friends because we're so different now. Right. Yeah. No, I think there's times where I think back and wonder like, Oh, like so-and-so and I, like we stopped being friends a couple of years ago, but like now we've taken time to like grow up and maybe mature a little bit. Like, right. could we actually be friends again? Like, I wonder that, um, And I think, you know, it's probably situational case by case, but I mean, at this point in your life, I feel like it's so hard to make friends and, you know, they say like your circle gets smaller as you get older, you probably are a little bit more selective on who you want to like invite back in your life. But I don't know, for me, you know, I'm very much quality over quantity. So if I've probably had a fell out with someone, like not that I don't give second chances, but I'm less likely to like believe that like we're probably like meant to be friends. Yeah, that's a really good point. No, I've always heard that like people have always told me like as you get older, your social circle is going to get smaller. It gets inevitable. That's just the way it is. I don't know if I believe that or not because I think like I've lost friends over the years. I think I've also gained people. I like the one thing I think to be true is that you will align with people that like align with like you and like the person that you are as time goes on. Like, I think the people that you're friends with in high school, even maybe sometimes college, like in the moment you might feel like, Oh, we have so much in common, but it's just like this forced like environment. Like in high school, you're going to the same classes. You have the same teachers. Like you're playing the same sports. Like, you know, all the same people are in the small, the same small town. So it's like, are you really that? Like there was girls I had friends in, in high school. That I was like, Oh my God, we're like the same person. We're going to be lifelong friends. And now it's like, nothing wrong with it we're just we're so different that we're not going to be friends because we don't like any of the same things we have don't have the same goals like we're just not the same which is no hard feelings that's fine same with college like you're all going to the frat parties and like talking about the same boys and like living that same lifestyle and I think it's a created like a artificially created lifestyle that's not really who you are so I think after college it makes sense that there's going to be some people that just like fall out of your life. But I do think that like with that, like I have people that I've gotten so close with because like we do agree on things. And I think like who we genuinely are at our core is more similar. And like, ultimately I'm like happy with the people that I have in my life now. You know what I mean? Right. I think so for me personally, it's not only just quality versus quantity, but I've, I definitely weeded out like surface level friends like I just like like you mentioned in college like you know you're going to all the same social things but it's like at this point it's like I'm more so thinking like who am I gonna invite to my wedding who's gonna be my bridal party like I don't care to have like going out friends like obviously like I go out with my friends but like they're not surface level friends. Like they're people that like mean something to me. And like, I want them like at my wedding. I want them at all of my like major life events. Like I want to go through life with them. And like, there's definitely like people that like I was friends with in high school and college and like no bad blood or anything, but it's like, I, I, we're not like actual real friends. Like you don't know anything about me. I don't know anything about you. And like, which is fine. fine, but it's just like, 
I only have so much energy to put into friendships and I want to put them into people that, you know, not deserve, like not that other people don't deserve it, but it's like, these are the people that I want to literally grow old with. Yes. And it makes sense. And if you, if you think about it, if you break it down, like the person that you are when you're 20 is going to be so different than the person you are when you're 30, you're going to grow in so much. So there really isn't any like bad blood when like you stop having someone in your life because like they're just, they, the person that they became is just different than the person that you became. And I think that's fine. I just think like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like when you have, when you go through a breakup with a boy, like you're, you're going to break up with so many boys, you're going to get broken up with so many times, like your whole life. And that's almost to be expected. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as much as a breakup can hurt in the moment, like looking back, it's almost like, oh yeah, we, we just like didn't work. But I think there's something that cuts deeper about like someone being like, I don't want to be a part of your life. Like as a friend, because you can have multiple friends for the rest of your life. So someone like wanting to like cut off a friendship almost like I know the first time it ever happened to me, like really rocked me. I was like, oh my God, like this person doesn't want to be a part of my life. Like it's not like, oh, we're going to break up because, you know, we're just not, you know, we're fighting too much. It's like, no, no, no. I just don't want to be in your life anymore. It's, it's interesting. So it does hurt. But Michael and I talk about this all the time. Like if the times that we broke, broke, broke up over the years, like we look back at it now and the person that we were at 18 was so compatible, but then the person, the people we were at 22 were not compatible, like weren't on the same page. And then the people at, you know, 23, 24, were not on the same page, but then like from 25 up, we've been so on the same page. So I think it's like interesting. Cause you really do like kind of like swim in and out, but I do have a special place in my heart for people who like I have friends who are not in the same place as me from a lifestyle perspective, like maybe they're, you know, married with kids, like living in a different state, like whatever. And just as close to them, like nothing's ever changed, even though we're like completely polar opposites, do different things, different hobbies, different ambitions, goals. And we're still just as close. Like that shit, like those people are like the true few because that's amazing. Like when you can have nothing really in common with someone on a service level and like when you're with them, it's like no time has passed. I think those are the friendships that are like amazing. Yeah, I, I, don't know you know you have a lot more friends than I do no but like you you (laughs) know what I mean though I know I do a thousand percent but I'm trying to think like I can think of my best friend she's not a huge partier she's not a huge drinker but you know she can still come out and hang but you know well, right. She's I think she's a good example. She's like a good example. Yeah. And it's not even like the partying. She's just like has her like she's very into like fitness. Like she has her vibe and like she lives in a different like city. But you guys are like still best friends. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's it's cool true. when you're surrounding yourself with people that aren't always all like you. But I do think it's easier when like yeah. you do a lot of the same shit. <laughs> I agree. Do osmosis. It's so weird, though, like thinking back to some of the people in my life that I'm no longer friends with. It all stemmed from a boy, which is so annoying. Like they hated him they hate, and they couldn't put up with it anymore. Either they hated my boyfriend or I hated their boyfriend oh. or I, we hated someone that we were talking to or whatever. But like, I think it all, like those friendships, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend that they just didn't like that like maybe I wasn't hanging out with them as much anymore or like so that one's like tougher though because there's a part of me that's like I could see I've been the friend that like is annoyed with my friend who's with the shitty guy and I'm like just break up with the dude and you get frustrated like so there I like when you said earlier sometimes I wonder like would we be friends now like maybe because like that that like dynamic isn't there anymore right like I feel like that's different than someone being like oh I like don't really see us being friends because I just don't like you I don't think (laughs) yeah or like I honestly I just don't think we're on the same page like we want different things that's literally like a breakup (laughs) I know well it's all like kind of like a stab in the back or a stab in the heart because it's like just because you don't like someone's significant other like you're just gonna throw away an entire yeah I hate that too that's kind of shitty it's like well if you were really my friend you would still support that person no matter what but I'm a huge hypocrite because I've definitely (laughs) done the same thing we've all done all the shit like we're acting like I feel like we come on this podcast and pretend like it's so annoying when people do x y and z but it's like it's so annoying when I do x y and z (laughs) as well no actually just for clear all right guys before we let you go we do have a quick PSA that we need to bring up and I think it's important. Um, you sent this to me earlier. I think like we need to talk about Oh, it. the tampons. Okay, so there's this brand. I, I need to say this because Abby bought me these tampons a month ago <laughs> and I'm actually 
there's a huge part of me that thinks she was trying to kill me. <laughs> Just so we're clear before I say this. So there's this brand of tampons. It's um, L Organic Tampons. It's like a capital L with like a like a period after. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Anyways, so it's this brand, and like I've been very, as we all know, like into like you know trying to go chemical free, natural, putting good things into your body, and the past few months I've been on this kick of like, I want to make sure that like tampons I'm using are like, you know, good quality cotton and there's no dyes and no like shit in it. Which if you think about it, that is literally the definition of something going into your body. So like you want to make sure it's, and I honestly, and like just the thought of it and getting freaked out over all the years of using like, God knows what's in like Tampax or Tamp, like Playtex. Like it's just creepy to think about and the amount of like chemicals, whatever, I'm not going to get into it, but it's messed up. So we're at the lake and I was like, Abby, can you, she was out and I needed tampons. So like the nice friend she <laughs> is, she got me the organic ones knowing that that's what I would want. Anyways, I still have them and I use them. And she just sent me this article today casually as if it wouldn't freak me out. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh great. I literally have like my pantry stocked with these. And it said they, um, I guess this specific brand of tampon is causing girls to have periods for two weeks, which is like Terrible. in and of itself enough reason to not use them. Yeah. And um, ovarian cysts and cancerous cysts because it has titanium dioxide in it. Which is which is used to make the tampon appear whiter. Appear whiter. Which is the dumbest thing. And and if you look at the um if you look at the like the label, the packaging, it says organic cotton tampons with BPA-free plastic applicators, no rayon, chlorine bleaching, or synthetic pesticides. So that means in other tampons, there's rayon, chlorine bleaching, and yes. synthetic pesticides but, and BPA plastic applicators. But so this this ingredient is just so unnecessary. Like, give me a freaking blue, purple, yellow. No, I don't want. No, I want natural. So give me a yellow tampon. Like. It doesn't need to be white. It's just making me so mad. And like, here's why. Like, I know people are probably listening and they're like, okay, well, there's like chemicals and regular tampons too. Yes. But it's the fact that they're marketing these ones as like organic cotton tampons, like no additives, like free of like sulfate, like whatever. But they're putting something else in it that's just as bad, honestly, if not worse, that's causing cancerous cysts. Like, that's just like so sinister and disgusting. And when I saw that, I got so angry because I'm like, here people are probably paying more money trying to like- yeah do things like clean and natural, but like, because God forbid they have to make the tampon white, they're going to put stuff in there that's going to cause cancer. I just like, I think you have to be so careful. And I know we've been talking about it so much over the past few weeks, but you really do. Like, I think I might need to start like doing my own research on like what ingredients mean, because I don't want to trust anything anymore. Like I'm now I'm like, okay, well, when I go to the store to get tampons, like I'm not going to read something and be like, oh, it's BPA free and believe like, that's legit. Like, no, they're probably putting something else in there to compensate for the chemical they they're not putting. Cause there's so many different chemicals. And when they say, oh, it's blank free, you know, for a fact, they're putting some other shit in there. That's just as bad. If not worse, just like, remember the day when we all thought that trans fat was better for you, like back in the eighties and trans fat's like the worst thing for you. Like yeah. it's so like, I can't even describe it. And the fact that it's literally for like women and like like something that women depend on like I, that's the only way i know how to phrase it like something that you know we depend on every month for a week and you're gonna put stuff in it that's gonna cause like cancerous cysts i just like it's so disgusting but anyways wanted to talk about it because guys just like do your research please like i'm gonna start looking into like what when you see those really long like words and you're like what the hell does that mean like i'm yeah. start googling it and like keeping a list of like really really disturbing chemicals and like what they mean because there's so many out there and they're finding like freaking plastic and like the tuna fish that they're using at Subway. Oh, really? And like wood, like like wood chip filler, like all this creepy shit. So just like do your research, stay woke. Ew. <laughs> Sorry, I like hate myself for that. Hypocrite. Oh. Won't say girly, but and don't use plastic containers. She's a ten, but she says stay woke. She's a ten, but she says stay woke. Oh, oh he's man. a ten, but he buys his girlfriend tampons with freaking chemicals on them i guess it's nice for him to buy his girlfriend to chemicals anyways so chemicals. chemicals tampons anyways so we won't be too choosy with that one but anyways if anyone listening knows a really good brand that's actually 
good 100%. for you. Please tell us because we will like we will post it on our Instagram and the Facebook group. Like I think that every woman in the entire world should have access to tampons that are not going to cause them cancer. I just feel like that's like the bare minimum. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're not asking Or at least for like much. it should be. We're just not asking for much. I agree. And if you're wondering what Facebook group Shannon's referring to, it's our private Facebook group that only girls in the Boston area can join. We have almost 7,000 girls. We have 6.7 baddies. Hey baddies yes um it's linked in our instagram bio it's at drinks after work underscore just click the hoobie link i know it's different you're not used to it just click the hoobie link it'll bring you to it feels good to try something new i promise i promise it does it does or just search drinks after work boston baddies and make sure you answer all the membership questions and have a profile picture or you won't get accepted. Ooh, and um, we we know we talked about our sip and shop a few weeks ago, which was super fun. We have something in the works and we're not going to say more than that right now, but we have like an idea. So it's going to be like a event that we're going to be putting on for the Boston Baddies um, at some point this fall. And I think it's going to be super fun. and It's going to incorporate drinking and eating and shopping, which are like our favorite things. Um, so please join the Facebook group because we're usually going to be posting most of our details in there. Invite your friends to join too. All right. We'll see you baddies next That's week. That's all for this week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.